Welcome to episode 38 of the Hike or Die Outdoor Adventure Podcast. It probably sounds a little bit different to you listeners right now. Hey Craig, listen to this. Yeah. You like that? (laughs) That is the sweet sound of coffee about to be brewed uh, next to a stream. We'll have to chuck the music in later, mate, but um, I'll see you on the other side. Thank you, as always, to our regular podcast sponsors for their support. Topo Maps Plus, a phone application that allows you to view topographical maps and track your location even without cell phone coverage. Go deeper into the backcountry. Rios Floating Polarized Sunglasses with 100% UV protection for the love of water. Bluey Merino, Australian super fine merino wool base, mid and top layer garments. Where our story ends, yours is just beginning. Caribbee, one of Australia's leading backpack, travel and outdoor brands. They supply us with dry bags, waterproof day packs and expedition bags. Supporting our sponsors allows us to continue to produce this podcast. So please jump online and check out what they have to offer. Our premium sponsor for this episode is Yukon Jack. Their full range of flavors are 100 proof and available in a 50 ml bottle size. That means you can carry a big buzz in a little bottle, no matter how big your adventure. Yukon Jack, only the strong survive. Alrighty, I'm just gonna get this water on the boil, and then, uh, let's do this. We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land from which we record this podcast today and pay our respects to the elders past and present. We'd like to extend that respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners. And today is quite interesting because I'm in what I'd consider my local area and actually know that it's the Gubby Gubby people, so our respects go out to them today. Craig, how are you, mate? Hey, mate, I'm good. Just spotted a leech climbing up on my person here. <laughs> I can see it from here, actually. I'm just ripping that off, but I'm having a good time, mate. It's great to be out this early in the morning doing this sort of thing. Yeah, what time did your alarm go off? <clears throat> ah, 3. 3 a.m. you got up? Yeah. Wow. Didn't you pack last night? Oh, uh, yeah. I wanted to have a shower, man, you know. One, oh, one of those things. Oh, gosh. You're a strange cat. <laughs> uh, okay. I got up at um, 3.40 a.m. Well, that's pretty, that pretty late. Like, you just 20 well, minutes I in packed, the car? Well, I packed last night. Um, I mean, packed, You'd already put packed. it in the car and everything. No, it was at the front door, but yeah. it, it didn't. All I needed to add was um, milk out of the fridge. Oh, cool. And... Um, also, oh, it's got a big drip of water on me out of the trees. Just for the listeners, it's been um, extremely stormy and rainy the last 
well, I'd say the last couple of months here in Australia in our in our neck of the woods, but last night it bucketed down and Craig and I were kind of texting each other back and forth, laughing our heads off because uh, we always seem to plan trips around yeah. cyclones and tornadoes and all it's sorts a, of storms. And it's stuff. a good predictor of when it's going to rain. Yeah, exactly. But if you want it to rain, call us, we'll plan a hike and then uh, you'll be good as gold. Can't believe we've woken up to such a nice day though, mate. There's no... Yes. There's no rain. It's no, good. That was going to be my next point is how magic it is. Uh, if I sound distracted while I'm talking to you guys, it's because I am distracted. <laughs> I'm actually in the middle of making a coffee at the same time, just over the stove. Got my stove going too. Doubling this, down. This will be great. Craig's very impatient with his coffee. He won't wait for me to make him one. He has to bring his own stove and everything. You take too long. Nah, it's not true. <laughs> we, we have different methods. What method are you going with today, Craig? Yes, I have the little Nespresso um, little shot machine, which will give oh, yeah. me two shots. So what, what's it, how's it pronounced? Wakako? Yeah, it's a yeah. Wakako mini presso, uh, which is probably just made by... Nescafe, I think, or whatever, Nespresso. So, um, yeah, it's been awesome. I've used this thing so many times. Um, just gonna whack some, uh, two, I actually have seen the ones that you use actual grounds in. Yeah, that's found, what I've got. Yeah, at, that's at right, home, yeah. yeah. Found them a bit messy. These ones take the pods, yeah. which are easier to cut out. And um, yeah, so I'm gonna use two in the, in the first coffee here and just and a splash of milk, a bit of hot water. Yeah, just killer. What are you doing? I'm doing, I think you thought I was joking earlier when, before we went on the mics and I said I'm making um, cowboy coffee, <laughs> but it's, it's actually true. It's a thing. Uh, I watched this YouTube channel called Cowboy Kent Rollins. At least that's the guy's name who presents. I'm pretty sure that's the channel as well. I'll, uh, I'll chuck the video up in show notes because as a non-US uh, citizen, I, I didn't know there was such a thing. And what it is in a nutshell is you're putting your coffee grounds straight into, hang on, I'm just getting to boiling point here. Whoa, 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 whoa. It always tries to boil over when you first do it and then it calms down. Um, what it is, is you, you're putting your coffee grounds straight into a pot and then you start boiling. Once you get it to a rolling boil, you put it down to a simmer so that it's still rolling. And then you leave it for, they say the optimum time is about seven minutes, but it's somewhere between seven and nine minutes. And you just leave it at a rolling boil. Two things blew my mind about when I was watching this video. I basically, you know when you see some videos and you think it couldn't possibly be any good? Well, I was wrong on two counts. The first count is he said that something happens in the boiling it for that long that really does smooth it out 
it takes out that bitterness. Oh yeah. And uh, it's 100% true in my experience. I've done, you know, made a long blackout of my machine at home, and then done a done a cowboy coffee on the stove, and it's way smoother. Okay. Uh, especially if you're going to drink black coffee, uh, which I do on. I seldom do, but when I do, I always make cowboy coffee now. The other thing is, which some people will be wondering, well, you just put all your grounds in a pot of water, so you, when you pour that, when you pour that into your mug, it's going to be um, full of grounds. Well, this the other thing I couldn't believe is what he does right before right after the seven minutes which I'm just going to put a timer on actually on my phone because uh, I'm, I know I'm going to get distracted and lose track of time let me just put that on for seven minutes yeah. um, okay time is on for seven minutes and it's at a rolling boil now yeah so at the end what you do is before you pour it you pour some cold water around the top rim yeah. and on the top into the middle, yeah. just a tiny bit. And as soon as that cold water goes through the hot water, it grabs the coffee grounds and drags them all down to the bottom of the pot. Really? And then you pour out straight, pure black coffee with no grounds. Because I'm looking at what you're doing, I figure you'll have to put it through some filter. No, no filter. All oh, right. Just like me, mate, no filter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, well, what I would say is, so I will put that video on because I think it's quite interesting and it's been quite the revelation for me. Um, oh, cool. In my hiking has been to just cut out one more piece of equipment in that, that I don't take my mini presser anymore. Mm. Uh, but I'm still enjoying good coffee. Yeah, so I put the video up, but what I was going to say was um, there's some kind of an, an anomaly, and I don't, I don't understand it, but when you're first bringing this up to boil, you've got to be real, you've got to be onto it. You don't put this on and walk away. Until you've got it simmering, you can't walk away and do anything else. For that first sort of minute, what happens is the grounds kind of form this thick foam on top and then it just wants to come up and overflow. Yeah. Uh, as you saw, I had to pull that off the heat real yeah, quick, yeah. twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now, all that foam's gone and we've just got a nice rolling boil going. So I can't explain why it does that. But every single time, it wouldn't matter if you cowboy Ken Rollins, because he's got a, a big ass pot that is never going to overflow on a stove. But um, yeah. with this little thing, you've got to keep an eye on it. And it happens even on the stove top at home in my little pot. But yeah, it's, it's just weird. I'd like to know if somebody knows why. I had one theory that it's because I put the... Um, I put the grounds in the water and the grounds haven't yet absorbed any water 
so they're floating around on top and then they form some kind of a heat seal or something and that's what's making it one I, I don't know that was just one idea mm. I thought as a test it'd be interesting if while I was getting ready to make a coffee or say I was unpacking some gear I put the coffee grounds in I put cold water in and just let it sit there for 10-15 minutes while I was getting ready so that the grounds soak up the water and then boil it from there yeah anyway it's it's all semantics it doesn't matter you just keep an eye on it for the first minute and you'll and then you can relax afterwards and watch it simmer and uh sweet there's a bit of magic to it oh mate we love having our coffees out here and yeah. so it's, it's been a few different ways we've done it over the years yeah we have we've done it we're getting better, I think, at um, making it a bit, bit more the way we like it. I, I think there's that old saying I always say that everything tastes better in the outdoors. And um, I'll still, man, you, your um, dodgy knees really squeaking today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys can hear that, I'll put it up here. That's the mini press. That's that's me actually, yeah, pushing this hot water through the, the coffee. It makes a, a mean little shot there. Yeah, it does full crema on top. Yeah. But it actually looks fantastic. Um, so what was I saying? Yeah, everything tastes better in the outdoors. And to be honest, yeah, if I'd straight. hiked for eight hours and you gave me an instant coffee, you know, just an instant coffee straight in a cup, black, I'd drink it and think it tasted like the best thing in the world. Yeah. But the more time you spend out here, I mean, some things are about process, aren't they? Not everything's about the end result. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's about getting to the end result and enjoying preparing something. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, we used to also just have the freeze-dried food, um, yep. lunch, dinner, even breakfast at times when we were hiking, mm. lots. I mean, that's all we ever did. Yeah. There was a time when that's all I ate hiking for years, but I can't remember the last time I bought one because every trip I've been on, I've been taking real food that um, needs to be cooked and prepared and that is something special that I enjoy now uh, when I'm sitting out in the wilderness. I know it's horses for courses. I know if you're some, you know, if you're putting in big long days, mm. like we did in Tasmania, long days, we had seven days worth of food in our pack, we took the freeze dried meals. Mm. Just made sense, right? Oh, yeah. But I know you sent me a photo of your um, of your hike last weekend, and I yeah, could see a couple steaks. of steaks in the pan. <laughs> it was really good. Um, tell us about that. I want to want to hear about that. No, people don't want to hear about coffee on the damn hiking oh, podcast. I want to hear about hiking. Right. It's about hiking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did um, get away on the weekend with the girls, the twins. They've just turned six, and um, they think they thought I thought it was time their first kind of overnight um, in the tent 
We we walked uh, about 40 minutes from the car. That's a decent walk. Yeah, it was. We did it slow. We, you know, they picked up. So I'm going to keep interrupting you. Do they have little packs or nothing? Yeah, just little, just just school bags. Oh yeah, just yeah. a little, um, just little like Pokemon bags or something. That's right. All they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But because they had a, a, a bag on their back, they brought their luxury pillow from their bed, which was nice in that. Oh, and, nice. <laughs> and they brought... Um, <laughs> That's great. ...their own clothes for the next day. In I'm the... going to take him hiking with me next time. They can carry my pillow. <laughs> That's right. I didn't have that. Uh, it was good. No, it was really good. We had a really nice spot where they've set up this little campground with um, some water tanks up on mm -hmm. a ridge. So... Hey, sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. Have you got... Is that just straight water there? There's some water here. Yeah, is that yeah, filtered? Yeah, here it comes. Well, I'm going to ask you if you've got any Ooh, shit. Is any milk. You talked about milk. Yeah, I do have milk. Throw some So So this was talking about earlier. Does this screw off, man? Twist, yeah. Twist off, yeah. So that's just that straight up boiled coffee there. Yeah. And you just give it a little pour around the edges and in the middle. That's it. So that's obviously going to reduce the temperature, get it closer to ready to drink. But that's also grabbed all the grounds and just taken straight down the bottom. All right. Uh, and as soon as I give this bottle back, you ready for it? Yeah, yeah, bro. We just, you can't see us, we're, we're two meters <laughs> apart and I'm throwing- A water bottle. Good Got catch. <laughs> uh, I'm throwing, we're throwing stuff back and forth. Um, milk, milk. So watch this, Craig. Oh, okay, go. I mean, I guess you can't really see it, but at this point, I'll pour this coffee in. All right. Just straight up, don't have to do anything special now. But there's like zero grounds. Yeah, that looks clean. And you can tell because if you, if I swill it around and then you look at the edge, there's nothing clinging on. Uh huh. It's mag absolute magic. Like it's 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 science and voodoo magic simultaneously <laughs> at work. And I absolutely love it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's it's fun. I've made it for my dad on our canoe trip, and I show everyone that everyone sees the grounds go in and they freak out. I did and a everyone bit. sees that, that I don't have a filter and they freak out. I did a little bit. <laughs> and then I go, watch this. And I pour the cold water in, I pour it, and their face when they take the first sip is panic. And then they, everyone just gets blown away. At, I just thought it was a cool thing to share, and I, I think. A lot of our listeners will be yeah. going and watching Cowboy Kent Rollins. Yeah, no, if you don't quite know what we're talking about, you, you should see that. That's amazing that that's got no grounds in that. It, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, actually. But I oh. think in some ways it's quite simple because now all I'm going to do is... Um, there's still another cup in there in my pot. But then I'll just um, pour the grounds back into the rubbish bag to take out, carry out, yeah. and rinse my pot. And I'm done. I don't. I don't have any additional equipment. Okay, I'm throwing the milk to Craig. Coming. Good catch. Bad throw. That's cool. Hey, back. I wanted to. There's heaps of milk. So. Yeah. Sorry, cool. mate. You were talking about this trip. Your hike. Sorry. And I wanted to talk to you about something. <clears throat> well, hey, you want to finish your story about the, the listeners that halfway through you hike with your daughters. Hike with the girls. What do you um, want? What do you want to? Go no, on this look, tangent it's the same. Forget. It's the same hike I'm talking about. But you know how in Australia we've got these unusual uh, fire restrictions at the national parks, and we've been a little confused at times because you turn up 
to this campsite has a couple of seats around a fire pit yep. and then a sign nearby saying no fires. Yes, this is something that um, we've discussed it with um, Josh because Josh has been to that same area as us. Yeah. Uh, and we've, we've had this discussion. It's a contradiction when you turn up and there's a purpose-built fire pit uh, and then you it, can't. it says no fires. So I think the logistics are you're not to use the timbers from the forest. Well, that's in, in Australia, that's, yeah, that's always the case, unless you're on private property. Yeah. So no matter where you... Because uh, there's campgrounds a couple of kilometres from here, mm-hmm. and you take, you take your own wood every time. Like we did, we camped down here with the kids, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, took our own wood. That's um, right, yeah. yeah. So you yeah, you bring on to... your car, but when you're hiking in, you, you kind of go, well, how am I going to bring my own we wood? So more kids. That's why you have three kids. I woke up to something that lots of people probably already know about, but I'd never seen them before, and I got my hands on these these logs that I, they burn for three hours. All oh, right. With a flame. It's well, incredible. That's how most things burn. <laughs> Not just smouldering, not just not just a hot rock. It's got flame, and I was surprised. And but don't, what do you um, do? You just light one end of it, or you light both ends, and it um, it has a bit of paper around it that's an accelerant. Oh, so almost like that's your kindling, and then it starts. Yeah, right. Um, oh, I've never heard of this thing. And they're under a kilo each. They're about eight hundred grams each. So you, I bought two of them in. That's that's they, fine. They were awesome. That's fine. That's more than enough. Yeah, so I did a bit of digging because I, I don't know how I caught wind of it, and then I thought, shit, I want to have a look at, uh, because over in America it's very popular from what I've read. They've got some brands that we can't get. I just had to go to Bunnings and get a basic. Uh, they've, there's only one option in Australia at the moment. Okay. There's several over there, and there are issues with some of the brands, but because uh, yeah, I think the worst sorry, thing is a couple of them they go out. Slurp, sorry, if my slurping of coffee, coffee, <laughs> coffee time. I just apologise. In fact, and the cheers. rate of speech is going up. I think cheers, that's mate. Cheers, mate. And cheers to everybody if you're lucky enough to be sitting there sharing a coffee with us. Oh yeah, this is good. Unfortunately, you don't get the views we've got. No. S- sorry, mate. What, what were you saying? What's going on? Yeah, just that it's. Uh, p- people are worried that you light it up and it can go out, and if it goes out, you got big problem trying to get it get going again okay so but anyway we didn't have that problem it was really good um, and it gets around that problem so we had lit the fire before dinner and I had to put I had to put um, water on it at bedtime yep two logs yeah, yeah right. it just went anyway yeah, it's just an option handy. for no, that that's something that a I didn't know existed mm. and B it it solves that uh, that problem of um, yeah, like you say, you're not meant to, to touch the the wood in the forest. Uh, where we're sitting right now is the middle of a very dense, beautiful rainforest, and every log we can see, every branch we can see in the forest now is heavily decomposing. Uh, obviously, putting in nutrients back in the soil, and and you can imagine how many little critters are living in each one of these logs, which is essentially why you're not meant to drag them onto a fire. Yep. That, that's even without talking about fire hazards, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, forget the fire hazards, there's there's an ecological reason to not do it. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, there's yeah, an that's interesting. Overlaying, there's an overlaying rule about if there is a restriction in the area for fires. Oh, yes, exactly, yeah. They still have that overarching, well, hey, there's, yeah. th this, there's a fire ban in this whole area, so you wouldn't do it, yeah. Yeah, but I think there's also just a blanket, no fires permitted in the national parks. Um, no open fires, but they've got these fire pits. It's unusual. It's, yeah, it's, it's very odd. I know some of our listeners are real, like quite local to us. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally, I mean, they're as far away as small African countries that I can't pronounce. <laughs> uh, well, and then they're, um, I was talking to one guy and um, I said to him, I recognised his surname and it turns out that we both went to the same primary school a couple of suburbs away. Yeah. And I was in um, grade two and three with his younger brother. Really? Ridiculous, eh? Like the way that things connect. Unreal. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it happens. And now I live, oh, I say, two suburbs, three suburbs away from him now. So anyway, my point is there's, we've got some very local listeners to this area mm. and they've, they've probably experienced similar things. They've probably got more to say. I haven't asked too many people what the go is with, um, with that. So if anyone knows and yeah. they're listening, shoot us a message on yeah, if I guess there are go, some strict yeah, go rules. Yeah, to the podcast post on Instagram or something and give us a, some insight. Oh, speaking of which, boy, boy, this... If you haven't guessed it, guys, I just said to Craig, let's chuck the microphones on today and record a podcast that doesn't necessarily have the same structure or that doesn't have any structure whatsoever. Mm. Uh, so that's what you get today. Lucky you. So we're going to be jumping all over the place. We still haven't got back to Craig's kids. but uh, And that's, I've lost my train of thought, which is even more embarrassing now. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say. What, what were we talking about? <laughs> um, fire pits and stuff. Yeah, and fire pits and stuff like that. So this, you're saying it's just us coming out here in the morning with, mm. for just this sort of purpose? Are you, well, it might come back to me. You jump into your... Um, oh, no, no, it has come back to me. <laughs> uh, there you go, that's great. Sorry you had to sit through that, ladies and gentlemen. Our... I was talking about um, social media, that's what made it click, was we have excellent um, listeners that actively input into, actively give us feedback and um, information and it's just, it's so humble, it's just absolutely fantastic, a good, good group of people. Mm -hmm. Listen to this podcast, and I thought your water was going to go. Really. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, Robin, our good friend Robin, mm -hmm. who is a male. How's he going? <laughs> he's going really well. Uh, he, he often sends me messages, and uh, at the moment he's considering building himself a, a hobo quilt for his for a hammock and just doing a bit of DIY stuff and oh, I yeah. said oh yeah let, let me know if you have any questions because 
Well, he's actually hassling me to do a hammock video um, because Craig and I have learnt infinite amounts of things, both good and bad, with with various hammock designs, and not just designs, but how you actually hang them up is critical to how good your night's sleep is. Uh, so I said, yeah, I'll try and do that. Um, it's a sort of, sort of thing that I'll have to wait until I go away to my friend's property and I've got an hours and hours of a private location where I'm not going to get interrupted and I can yeah. set up cameras and, yeah. and take my time and do it properly. It's not the sort of thing I just want to come down here for half a day and rush through, so that's my excuse. <laughs> anyway, Robin also had another excellent idea. He said there should be a high good eye like podcast group like a facebook group and i said oh well, yeah we've got the high good eye facebook page and then the second i said that it occurred to me there's there's quite a a big difference between a facebook group and a facebook page in the level of interaction that people can have uh, with each other and i mean people other than us can start oh, yeah. conversations can post their own ideas all right so i'm probably speaking way too soon but i thought it was a really good idea and and the more i think about it the more i think well if there was just a a group where people can join this facebook group and they're obviously avid listeners of the po listeners of the podcast, and they can jump in and say, "Hey, um, you know, you were saying before, if you if you know about fires, jump on and send us a message." Well, this would be the perfect platform because you could jump into the uh, the Facebook group and say, "Hey, guys, um, here's an article from you know the national parks that says." they explain about the fires you know yeah, what i'm right. saying like yep. you, you just and then we can jump in yeah. and join in the conversation and then everyone else around the world can jump in that sounds good depending on the topic so i thought it was a good idea and i'm always worried about adding workload to what we do because i don't want to add workload and then have something deteriorate but the beauty of Robin's idea is it's the people that generate the content and um, we get to enjoy it and observe it as much as they do. Yeah. Mm. Probably showing you guys a little bit behind the curtain there, but we are pretty open, aren't we? <laughs> of course. <laughs> we, we don't try and really hide anything, so I thought that was a good idea. Yeah, I guess that would be a great idea, mate. People will be able to just put things up and then anyone can jump on we don't have to yeah. necessarily um, be the one who who replies every time feel free to have a little conversation oh, exactly. with each and other you know well i that, mean it's that's what a, you mean it's a well-known fact that we don't know much so <laughs> um, why not put questions on there and have a a, a worldwide community of like-minded people and that's the thing as well is because it's associated with the podcast, although not exclusive to, you're gonna, you know you're going to get like-minded people because mm. you've already pre-qualified by listening to this podcast. 
Sure. If you don't like this podcast, well, you're probably not going to be on the same wavelength as the people in the group, arguably. But it, maybe you just don't like listening to us and you'd prefer a Facebook group because you can just get straight to the point. <laughs> well, mate, now this, um, this podcast is going to go live and people are going to be looking for that. Yeah, well, I know I've put a, um, a target on my back, so... Let's do it. Let's do it then. It's not that big a deal to set up. Yeah, so. give it a go. Sounds good. I might join. You might? I'll join. You will? I'll join. I'll have one member. And Robin, <laughs> that's two. I might join as myself as well. So there'll be three people. I'll make you admin if you like. Actually, I don't even know if I trust you as an admin. <laughs> I'll, I'll make Robin an admin. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be starting fights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just misinforming people. <laughs> no, mate, you just drink water straight out of the creek in that area. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> the hiking community is well known for their focus on lightweight gear. Would you agree with that statement, Craig? Most definitely. Okay, so if we're talking about Yukon Jack, 100 proof, five flavors and available in sizes that will literally fit into your pocket and it's probably going to pique some interest right yeah i remember putting a few in our packs on the last trip hardly even knew they were there until it was time to have a shot around the campfire and because they're 100 proof you're literally getting more bang for your buck in regards to how small those bottles are and the big kick you get it's such a good option to pack more heat in your pocket without adding more weight yukon jack it's the perfect choice for all your rugged adventures. Oh, that brings me to another point, Craig. I knew this conversation was going to bounce along, <laughs> not unlike the, the water babbling down this stream. Why? Oh, what have I done this time? No, you haven't done anything, which is fairly typical. Um, I'm just kidding. The, the joke I made there about misinformation, I don't want to get into the whole backstory, but if you're familiar with what is currently happening with um, Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan's podcast, it's a little podcast almost as popular as ours if you haven't seen it around. The only point I wanted to touch on was he makes a, he made a very good point in a statement that he made, and that is all he does is gather people and have conversations, which is essentially all we do as well. If I'm going to give somebody advice, or, or rather give the listeners advice on, uh, for example, water purification, that advice is based on what I deem uh, an adequate level of safety for me and my family uh, in the areas I live in with the equipment that I have um, access to. And this is not a disclaimer in any way. Like I'm, I'm not really worried about that. But it saddened me that um, people were so quick to... Um, Mm. misquote him and and you see you could go through any any one of our podcasts and take a snippet of our conversation 
without what we said before and without what we said afterwards and it would sound like we were giving very bad oh i just said it a minute ago take that clip i said three minutes ago which was you can drink straight out of the stream it yeah. won't do you any harm yeah. if you just play that clip yeah yeah that's misinformation because it is but it's it's within the context of a, a larger conversation you can't just take my clip gotcha as a as a um any kind of a credible news outlet and just play that clip clip and say oh tom said mm. this mm -hmm. and this guy went and did it and now he's um in hospital with giardia yeah. that that's that's not fair it's not and, and we're getting to this point where people are um they're forgetting that these are just conversations um yeah. and we're open to say that we don't always get it right but as i said i don't want to get into his story you can learn that yourself um like the man dislike the man i don't really care the concern for me is that we we are in a similar uh space where we do um get guests on and we do ask questions and we do dig into things and some of our guests have uh unique perspectives on things that perhaps we don't directly share on various topics to do with hiking and not to do with hiking um yeah things like uh just the way they conduct themselves or religion or whatever it might be gun laws or whatever you know people in the states might carry a gun hiking like that's your country you do what you want to do because there's giant man-eating bears there right so <laughs> i'm not going to sit here and judge or argue but it's i think we're it's dangerous i think it's sad and dangerous that um you can pinpoint somebody and say you had a conversation with this person and you discussed this and and in your casual conversation you got the facts wrong and therefore you're accountable mm -hmm. uh, that that saddens me because let's face it we're never going to get the facts right so <sighs> and and you know what it all sorry Craig, i just cut you off again i'm on a rant it's so hard to get a word in here man it is man and it's um and i i do i do acknowledge that but i will keep talking uh <laughs> I've got something very important to say. Oh, you got to say it now. Just say it. I'll have some coffee. Okay, you'll have coffee. Now, it, I think a lot of people do go on to podcasts to learn things, uh, whatever that might be, even if it's mm. casual learning, even if it's just learning from being in the room, essentially, with some people that you want to learn a little bit from. But like you say, there's a lot of a... Uh, there's almost got to be that disclaimer that you've got to do your own research and, and it mm. can't just be there. When you're researching something, you've got to look... To several sources mm. to get your information and um, yeah I think unfortunately some people do point a finger when that isn't the whole picture and people are just clout chasing as well they're jumping on the bandwagon sure. musicians that we haven't heard of for 40 years are, yeah. are coming out of the woodwork to say that they want to they're leaving Spotify or okay yeah. um, you didn't have to come out and make a big speech about it you could have yeah. just left quietly I, I don't know it's again i don't want to get into his situation because it's it's um 
are merely mentioning his situation. Well, with ours, to I bring felt... up the point. You, you said to me before, like Craig. Craig is for you guys probably don't know. Before the mics go on, man, he's like a bit of a worry wart. He, he'll like stress about that. Are you sure we should be telling people that it's okay to go off trail and someone might die? I'm like, it's, it's okay, man. Like, ah. it's just, you know. No, the one that worried me was the hiking with kids recently, and I kind of. Oh really? Put, I put a bit of pressure on myself with that one because I, that. I'm, I'm pretty new to it myself, you know, as we are, mate. But we've, we, 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 we didn't start this thing with kids in mind, and no, here we, that's here we are, true. sharing our experiences with with people who hopefully are just going to add that to their own experience. I mean, that's the point. You've got to have have your own knowledge to, to build on. Yeah, and you've got to use uh, there's, um, <laughs> you've got to use common sense. I mean, the same people that are complaining about that are the same people that need um you know on dishwashing detergent they need the label that says do not drink <laughs> you know if you need if you if you need that you that you've got other problems to start with yeah, yeah. no mate, i, 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 I fully agree I, I think it has to be said but i fully agree with what you're saying and i believe that people are a little bit above that i think most of the debate is I, I think, yeah, that's a really good point, Craig. You're talking about 0.00001% of people complaining, but they tend to make the loudest noise, yeah. while all the other people um, like us, I, I haven't gone uh, in any way, shape or form, made a single comment on a single post or group or anything. This is the, the second conversation I've had about it with a close friend, and... Uh, Hmm. You know, because we, it's not worth making an effort to try and no. uh, retaliate because there's nothing to retaliate against. Yep. Mm, I'm sorry, that's way off hiking, but it does. It, it's um. Yeah. This is a much more personal podcast. I feel. <laughs> Why not? It might scare some listeners. But <laughs> tell us uh, how you feel. at the same time we create a podcast and we talk about things that are essentially dangerous. Right now we're sitting uh, I don't even know if I should be saying this, but we're sitting off trail, which is no big deal, so we've come off a trail. But we've come off a trail that was um, is currently closed due to um, what was the wording some damage to the track something like that and what essentially has happened is some very very large uh, rainforest trees have um, come over in storms and wet weather and blocked the track taken out a couple of bridges taken out some yeah as well they've taken a bridge out as well probably too specific Craig now they can pinpoint us and we're in trouble Uh, but yeah, they've come across the track and we, we had to climb over a few trees and move a few branches out of the way. But we, as I was saying to Craig on the way in, uh, on the hike, I said it's hilarious that there's a hike called the Stinson. Uh, it's, and it, it hikes out to a plane wreck uh, in the middle of nowhere and it takes a couple of days to get there through absolutely treacherous <laughs> steep slippery terrain and 
the amount of times that Craig and I would come, we're walking down a narrow but good trail. We walk along thinking, oh, it's pretty good, and we're getting some momentum and clocking up some time on the trail, and then we get to a tree that's so big and it's fallen exactly perpendicular to the path. Mm. It's so big that you look out to the left and it goes for, what, 20 metres, 30 metres. Yeah. You look out to the right, it goes for 20, 30 metres. At least. And the thickness of this thing is like <clears throat> as thick as a, it's like a car parked in the trail. Mm -hmm. But what it does as well is on the way down, it drags down vines, mm. uh, mostly of the sharp spiky type and yep. all sorts of other things. So you get to this thing and you got to spend a lot of times we take our pack off so we could physically crawl through a hole and then we'd pass the pack through and the next person would come through and we'd lose sort of 15 minutes. But this was happening all day long. All day long. Yep. We were crawling through little holes and gaps in down yeah. trees and we are laughing because yeah. that trail never gets closed. That's what you were commenting this morning. <laughs> That's eh? what I'm saying. Like, we've been through way worse than this. And, but as soon as it's a, <clears throat> a spot where... <clears throat> Is, is more accessible, There's it, it goes back to that conversation we just had, that someone will slip and break their ankle and then <clears throat> National Parks and Wildlife will, will, have, will be in court trying to defend themselves mm. and why they left the trail open if it had a tree across it. Mm. I can see both sides, <clears throat> but, well, no, actually I can't. I can only really see the... I can see why they shut the trail down, just purely to protect themselves yeah, while, yeah. They, while they're fixing it, sadly. But again, it's, it's all just, I don't know. We need to get on to something more cheery, Craig. Can you take us back to your, your hike with your girls? All oh, right, yeah, cool. <laughs> take me somewhere happy. Yeah, I was, um, yeah. Everything tastes better on the trail, right? <laughs> These girls lit up when I threw these steaks on to the, <laughs> the, the, um, the saucepan, man. And yeah, I, I heard one of my girls say, best day ever, and, and stuff like that, that I'll just hold with me forever, you know, that yes, we had those moments. And, yes. Uh, yep. It was awesome. I had it last weekend as well. I had the best day ever comment. From the kid? From my six-year-old. Yep. Yeah, he, we were actually not far from here yeah and we again went off trail with the whole family this time and went up a stream very similar to this where craig and i discovered um a nice little spot years and years ago and oh that secret spot yeah 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 okay yeah so, you said we've got so many now. yeah we do have a secret spot. <laughs> even this one we call it a secret spot yeah. um so the one where you just pull over on the side of the road and then duck into the bush yep. and then hook up with the stream. Yeah, that yeah I, I didn't quite remember that you said that <clears throat> well, this morning. Yeah. We walked along there and there was uh, bunya nuts, which are bigger than a football, but massive. Like if you got a basketball and then just kind of squashed it in a bit, mm. an oblong shape and very, very heavy. They were everywhere on the ground. Yeah. And some of them were, they're segmented. 
and they have, let's say, 50 massive nuts in them about the size of, how do you describe that size? Oh, so those nuts you show me, that's, that's, that's part of the main nut. So. so they're the big nuts this big, and I'm, I didn't know that. I'm showing Craig my hands here, which is of no use. Yeah, to like you said, a football size and B big, but maybe the it's longer than a football, but it's way, way, way thicker. Far out. It's like a big barrel, and when you break open that, there's about 50 segments, and in every segment there's a massive nut which would go say two-thirds of the way across the palm of my hand. Mm. I'll have to put some photos on Instagram of the nuts. And anyway, the boys started collecting up these nuts. Big, we've got a few big handfuls. And yeah, we're sitting there by the stream. I cooked uh, croissants with um, bacon and melted cheese inside them. And then put a bit of maple syrup in there, which Craig has had the pleasure of having yep. his breakfast before. Tastes good, tastes really good. And uh, yeah, he, he said, this is the, in his words, this is the epicest day ever. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> oh, that's good, um, isn't it? You know, and, and the funny thing was, I heard that twice in two weeks and thought, oh, you know, we're doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. If uh, they got so much out of it, they played by the stream. Uh, I sat there and had a cowboy coffee and oh, my uh, breakfast. And yeah, here we are talking about hiking with kids again, mate. But it's great because yeah. I mean we received some of the the work they do at school <clears throat> late last year, and they're still on holidays at the moment. And a lot of their work involves sort of writing a little story about what they did on the weekend. I'm not sure yeah, if you've realised yeah. that, particularly at these young ages. And so I, I just am really happy that we did some some stuff through the holidays that they'll probably write stories about their hikes and yeah. their outdoor time, Yeah, uh, which will be really good. My eldest boy's got a little journal and yeah, right. often, he doesn't write in it regularly, but if he goes on a good trip, he'll draw a little picture of something he saw. Yeah. Do you want a, it's probably not good to eat on the podcast, but do you want an Anzac biscuit? <clears throat> no, I'm not, dude. I'm not at the moment, thanks. I'll wait till you start talking about something later and I'll sneak <laughs> that in. <laughs> uh, so, let me give you an update. The, on what was a very misty, overcast morning, there's a shard of sun now coming down, uh, further down, or further up the stream rather. And it's looking like it's gonna be a magnificent day, but I have to say I'm glad we're, we've got tree cover here because it's probably gonna get a bit hot if, if the hot rain doesn't come back. It's been so hot lately. Earlier this week we hit uh, 36 degrees Celsius, uh, which I'm not gonna try and convert. Um, you guys can do the math on that. To Fahrenheit, but let me just tell you, it's really, really, really hot. And then there was some big humidity as well from the afternoon storms, so it was sticky and muggy. Yep. Hmm. See, so yeah, that was that was one hike we went on. I'm just trying to think if there was another one um, because I get mixed up. Because oh yeah, of course there was a the whole. Um, 
the whole Christmas break. I know we've had a podcast in this. I'm sorry if it confused anyone. We had a podcast that released um, in January, which was actually the December one. But uh, I tried to apologize and explain it in... um, in, I think, oh, where was it? On, maybe on Instagram or something. Anyway, what happened was I... <laughs> we recorded the podcast very close to the Christmas break. I was really busy with work. And I thought, that's okay. What I'll do is I'll take my laptop with me on holidays. And... In the evenings, I can just tether my phone, get a signal, because there is phone signal there, I know there is. I'll get a signal and just, I'll do the show notes and I'll up, upload it, no mm-hmm. dramas. Yep. When I get up there, first time I um, flip open my phone, there's, there's no data up there because it's a semi-remote area. So I had phone coverage. I could make phone calls, receive calls. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't actually move any data uh, off my computer. So then, and, I'm, and I was on up there for a long time, like over yeah. a week. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh no, this is terrible. Now I can't even get the <laughs> podcast out. And I, and I didn't, I mean, maybe I could have tried to go to find some internet cafe or something. But as I said, it's a remote town. I don't think there would have been anything no. like that. So that's why it got delayed. And I do apologise. That falls squarely on my shoulders. That absolutely nothing to do with Craig. He got the he got the post production done in, on time, and uh, I blew it. And then when I got back from uh, that holiday, it was New Year's when I got back. And then after that, I mean, geez, man, I was just in New Year's mode, just eating food and just chilling out. <laughs> I, got, I got lazy and busy. And, That's right. Um, no, it happened, right? It didn't mm. change the podcast much. It no, was, no. It, it was just, uh, just a bit, my delayed, only a bit thing, late. My only concern was, yeah, A, it was late, and I'm sorry, and B, uh, some of the stuff would be out of context listening to it afterwards but hey it is what it is <laughs> i'm going to get this one out quicker because i'm going to do it from home <laughs> let's do it i wonder if people can hear that bird probably not there's one that it sounds like um i actually looked that one up craig something like it i think it's a cat bird or something it sounds like someone strangling a cat but it also sounds like a baby crying. And I remember when we went <clears throat> hiking once and Craig had just had, um, it was his first hike after the, the twins were born. So it was about, they were probably seven months old by then. And you finally felt like you could leave the house. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And then we walked out into this rainforest and that bird was, doing its baby cry and Craig said oh no it's I'm like going to be sleeping now it's just like home they're going to be just doing that all night while I'm sleeping and I'll keep waking up in a panic mm. <laughs> yes I've told so many people that story it's just hilarious uh, it's pretty noisy eh? poor thing there's another 
bird around here that does it. It's it's like a I think it's the brown dove that does the very deep oh, yeah. chesty throaty oh, thing and oh. it, it sounds like um it actually sounds like a primate. It sounds like an ape in the distance going <laughs> and the first time I hiked here solo I thought it was other people back on the trail talking but then the sounds kept moving around me and I thought that's weird and it, it wasn't until um, there was one closer that I realised it was some kind of a bird call. So yeah, it's a pretty unique little pocket here of um, wildlife, isn't it? There's a bit of bush tucker on the way in too. Yeah. Not ripe. <clears throat> the the leeches. Berries. <laughs> yeah, leeches. <laughs> um, there's some other fruits, but I couldn't 100% identify those, so I just left those. <clears throat> what else, Craig? Any new gear? <clears throat> Any new gear? Oh, my butt's getting sore, and yeah. I'm on a quite a thick jacket on this rock, but you've got your little grandma. <laughs> seat pad thing there. This seat pad, this is for kneeling when you're doing gardening. gardening. Yeah, I know You've the seen ones. It? They're, yeah, they're, you can buy them at the gardening store just to, yeah, I've seen Yeah, them. I was cleaning up my frying pan last night and this was like next to the sink down in the laundry. I went, I'm taking that. Yeah, that's it. And so compact and it's not super light. Just the right size. And you could slide that down anywhere in your pack really, but that'd go somewhere like, you know, where the, where you put the Water bladder. Yep. Like that's you where could it is. slide yeah. it. Oh, that's that's you could slide it, it in, between, in between there somewhere, and it almost probably protect your water bladder. Yeah. No, it's good. It's lightweight. No, it's a cool. It's as soon as I saw you get that out, I thought, oh boy, that they might. I might have to get one of them. Mate, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't hooked up my little hammock seat. That's what I'm going to pull out as soon as we finish here. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Just going to have someone to swing for a few hours. We have along we're here. <clears throat> I didn't bring a hammock, but I bought a hammock fly. I might be able to string that up and lay in that. Lay in that. It'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, be good. Should be good. Um, haven't got new gear stories. I've just been, I've just been working on my my Jeep, mate. I'm getting it modified, I think. Okay. Little bit by little bit. Um, it's getting old. It's ten years old. Oh yeah, that's I should, not that. Oh, my car's older than that. Yeah, I guess. But, but um, but I figure I'll just um, <laughs> it's been good to me, and I'll just um, hang on to it. Hang on to it, you know. Increase the yeah. We've got a better roof rack now, and some. Uh, oh, I noticed that because there's one thing with your S sort of Jeep that was a problem, and that is yeah, you the, couldn't put any weight on the the roof. The roof because it's you just could only just put a swag on, couldn't you? That's right. Th yeah. up, up to thirty kilos up to or something. Thirty kilos is not much. Not much, but this you can stand up <clears> on there now. And, um, yeah, because it's attached to the actual, um, not the chassis, but the yeah. the actual bodywork rather right. than just the canopy. That's right. Uh, so that's good. And I haven't got any hiking gear to talk about. <clears throat> My only oh, so I was um. <clears throat> I've been testing those new packs that Caribbean centers. Have you yeah. taken any of those out? Um, I've taken the little one out. Um, I 
think I used the little one. Quite a few times I've something. taken that day pack out yep. and I really like it. And I also took out the um, bigger pack on a hike. Alright, I haven't I tried it yet. I can't remember where I went with that. <clears throat> I feel like it was when I took the kids somewhere. But I took that one out and I really enjoyed that as well. Yep. It was a good size for, say, a really long day or if you had camera equipment with you. <clears throat> yeah. But then also my my big long range pack turned up. <clears throat> um, and this is the second hike with it today. And it's my first external frame pack in my whole life. Yeah, it's great. So it's very, it's almost, it's a game changer, but it's a very different way of looking at um, things. And we do, <clears throat> I think we talked about this. <clears throat> we have recorded an entire podcast on packs. I'm yet to listen back through the whole lot <clears throat> and see if it's worth releasing. But um, my gut feel that it is, but <clears throat> because our standards are really low, so it would be <laughs> absolutely fine. But one thing was, and I said this to you, Craig, that was prior to me owning an external frame pack. So all of the information within that podcast is um, frameless packs. So in, I guess people call them internal frame, but essentially they have usually have no more than sort of two aluminium bars or something slid down. Yeah. Uh, if that, uh, it's just some kind of stabilizes, but this one's got a full external frame and I won't go into detail now, but I think if we do an intro for that podcast, I'll touch on, or rather I'll go into quite the detail of my experience with an external pack, and then we'll lead you into the podcast just so that it's a little bit more balanced in, yeah. uh, for those people who are uh, maybe don't even understand what an external pack frame is or the benefits. But um, I'll tell you a funny, a funny story about it was last weekend when we went um, went hiking I took my fry pan and you know to cook the croissants as as you do uh, if you're a real hiker <laughs> and I remember like I was packing stuff in and I slid the the pan down the back when I say the back, it would have been touching my back in the pack. Yep. So towards my body. And I slid it down. I thought, oh, that's a stupid place for that fry pan because it's going to dig in my back the whole way in the hike. And then it occurred to me that it, mm. it ha the pack has zero contact with your body. I can't. And, and there's actually on my pack, there's a physical mm. um, gap the physical gap and then there's actually a kind of like a mesh there that hard plastic mesh that it can't penetrate through in any way and and when I put it on the only thing touching me was the shoulder straps and the waistband mm -hmm. and I, this was, it was quite the revelation I thought this, is, this means that when I panic pack which I do on every single hike I can just shove stuff in <laughs> willy-nilly be late for catching up with Craig throw stuff in like a madman as long as it fits in I just clip the top down it looks neat from the outside and stuff's not going to jab me in the back mm -hmm. yeah 
I was impressed by that. No, that's a great pack, Tom. So you got to be happy with that. Yeah. Well, we'll look through it tonight. I'm tonight. Not, so. I'm not going to argue. It's sorry. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. It's it costs a small fortune, like any good pack, I guess, these days. Um, yeah. You. Well, maybe just listen to the pack podcast. We talk about money, but you do get what you pay for. Sure. Uh, apart from that, I don't really have anything. I don't really have any other new gear hmm. or anything I'm looking at. Have I told you about those Skinner's kind of sock shoe things that I own? Not affiliated in any way with those guys, but I I supported their Kickstarter, and it's like a. You um, told me yes. It'd be like having a low-cut, heavy-duty sock. So think of a really thick, robust, heavy-duty sock, low-cut below the ankle, and then if you were to dip both feet in a just the you know the bottom up to the sides in in like a rubber. um yeah like a really tough kind of rubber with rough rubber with traction that's the best way to describe it um yeah it's uh anyway i've i've been i've run in those i've walked in i've had them in the rain i've um <clears throat> had them in the water in streams and stuff and just giving them a really good uh, run and I, I really like them I oh, really cool. like them they roll up really small and have a little uh, drawstring bag that you shove them in so in case they have I mean they, they are going to get dirty they're a shoe but you put them in this zip, uh, drawstring bag and then shove that in your pack and I think they'd make really good um, campsite shoes so if you arrive at the campsite and you want to get your boots off and air your feet out they make some really good shoes camp slippers mate no no <coughs> it, yeah yours are camp slippers alright <laughs> those things have, have lasted me too long haven't they no, they're good I can't believe they're still in any conversation <laughs> I've said this before, they look like each foot is in a sleeping bag. <laughs> it looks like you put your feet to bed in a little puffy little sleeping bag. Um, <sighs> yes, all right. Yeah. And I always bring it up. I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't. I could just let that go, couldn't I? They're, they're, you know. Do you still use them? You still own them? You still wear them? Yeah, I've actually got more wear out of them. I, I don't treat them nicely, and they um, always just do what they're supposed to do around the camp. Yeah, well, hey, it's, it's not about looks, is it? <laughs> no, no, it's Because yeah, we do quite remote hiking, we never really run into people, so no, it's lucky. not so bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll leave that there. I don't even want to tell people what sort they are. I mean... We'll just they're funny. Leave it. They're funny. They're not as cool as yours, and I haven't um, seen uh, them. No, well, I think I don't. The, the, mine wouldn't be as comfortable as yours. That's a trade-off. But also, I have hiked in mine, um, <clears throat> so they're tough enough to 
just walk down a trail and walk over sharp rocks and stuff like that and um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah cool. not have, really have any dramas. So that's been interesting. Oh, but that's, that, it is a bit of gear that we have evolved into. We never used to have anything no, with us no. for when you arrive at camp. And we used to yeah, walk around in bloody bare yeah. feet sometimes. This comes back to a bigger conversation, which is, um, you know, the, the kind of, <clears throat> a lot of people in the hiking community, uh, you know, it's that kind of, I'm not going to say ultralight, but there's that next level. So if you're not ultralight, you could still be conscious of weight. <coughs> yep. Excuse me. <clears throat> you could still be conscious of weight, and they would. There's that old rule like um, two is one and one is none. So if your an item in your pack doesn't serve at least two purposes, you don't take it, or you, you change swap it out for an item that does serve two purposes. Uh, but then you get. You know, for, for example, here we're looking at my uh, cooking setup. Um, I used to sometimes drink my coffees out of the top pot. So sure. the smaller pot of the two, I yep. drink my coffee out of that. Right. To save carrying um, a small collapsible yeah. Cedar Summit cup, right? Right. Which sounds silly because it's small and light. And I definitely would never bring this. Um, I've got a tin coffee mug that I religiously bring on every hike now because I absolutely love, you know, feeling the warmth through that metal. Um, but people would lose it at my cooking setup. Now they'd go, "What, what are you doing, you fool? You've literally got three iterations of a of a cup there. Why do you need three? You don't sure. need three." Sure. Uh, and I could say, well, yeah, you're right in some ways. I, what did I bring that for? I'm not using the collapsible cup today at all. It was just in there, but it, it doesn't worry me. So back to your point is people would say, well, why would you take another pair of shoes or or um, sandals or Crocs or whatever when you're already wearing shoes there? And I used to be the same, like, we used to be the same. But what used to drive me crazy was um, walking around in my hiking boots. Wet. When they're undone. Oh yeah. Because you get out of your tent or your hammock and you just put your feet in and you've either got laces flapping around everywhere and you're nearly tripping over or you shove them in your shoe and you know, I've got sensitive feet, we need to consider that. And the laces go underneath your foot and you walk around camp and it's just uncomfortable. I'm too old for discomfort now. I just wanna be comfortable. Hey guys, just gotta jump in here. We had a little bit of a problem with Craig's microphone lead and uh, it's um, ruined a little bit of the audio there. So. I'm just going to go straight to a close here. I'm still sitting by the stream. Craig and I have just been hanging out, uh, taking a bit of drone footage, a few photos and stuff like that, having a pretty relaxed time. Um, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this, what is probably a very different format, quite a relaxed format podcast, and uh, an outdoor version as well, which we haven't done for quite some time. So 
take it easy guys and we'll catch you on the next one listening to this podcast on iTunes, we'd really appreciate your ratings and comments if you can spare the time. If you'd like to know more about Hike or Die TV and keep track of our adventures around Australia, make sure you drop by hikeordie.com. That's where you'll find all the information you'll need to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or Pinterest. As always, we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening.